What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's convenient courses are helping me learn real-life conversation skills in Spanish. It's getting so easy to learn how to order food, ask for directions, or speak to merchants. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com SPP. That's right. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPP. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SPP. Rules and restrictions may apply. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The podcast where we talk to smart people, but not necessarily done by smart people. That is an awesome question. This one goes down probably on one of my top five. Hey, I like nutrition. I like to eat food. This is the coolest thing ever. We're going to do this forever. I wish I paid more attention in that class. You know, I'm going to be honest, I don't understand that. As a man, I just, I don't get it. Welcome to smartpeoplepodcast.com. Hello and welcome to Smart People Podcast, conversations that satisfy your curious mind. Chris Demp here. Thanks for joining us. This week on the show, we have Lisa Nichols. All right, now I got to be honest with you. At first, somebody reached out and recommended we have Lisa on the show. So, of course, I go in, I check them out, see what they're all about. And I I saw, you know, she's definitely successful. She's got books. She's speaking, all this good stuff. But the message at first, it was, you know, abundance or leadership or transformation, inspire, a bunch of great words. But sometimes those messages seem generic, right? So I didn't quite know what to expect. Man. She blew me out of the water. I think everyone listening will agree that this is the type of thing we need to hear. It's just one of those episodes that, look, some of the stuff is incredible. Some might be the type of thing where afterwards you go, well, that's kind of obvious. But the way she presents it, it gets you thinking, oh, I left this conversation energized, excited. I can't wait to meet her in person. She is truly great at delivering her message, and now I understand she can change lives, and I'm going to be reading her book. I really, I loved what she had to say. 
She is a very popular motivational speaker, as well as media personality and corporate CEO. Her global platform has reached and served nearly 30 million people. She is the founder and CEO of Motivating the Masses, Inc., one of the country's only publicly traded personal and business development training companies. She is also a best-selling author of six books, and her seventh book, Abundance Now, was just released in January. I'd love to hear from you guys. Tell us what you think. We're at smartpeoplepodcast.com, but even better, on Twitter at smartpeoplepod. And be sure to loop in Lisa. Let her know that you heard her here on the show. It helps us out, you know, gives us that street cred. Her Twitter handle is at two, the number two, motivate. So at two motivate. Remember, guys, we're in the fairly beginning stages of getting together our mastermind. The tagline is the podcast is all about the who knew and the mastermind is about the how to. We're going to be having experts teach one targeted thing that you can use, implement, bring into your life how to do it on webinars. I'd love to get Lisa on. Maybe we'll do that in the future. If you're interested, head on over to smartpeoplepodcast.com slash mastermind. Fill out a very short survey to help us make it incredible and of service to you. Okay, that's it. Going to get in the interview. Here it is, Lisa Nichols. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, very excited to have you on and learn about, you know, I know a little bit about your story. I'm excited to hear it. And even more so, I'm, you know, I want some abundance. I really do. I've, I, we were talking about it prior to, uh, it's been a rough day for me, so I could use some of your, I could use some <laughs> of your stuff today. So thanks for yes. being on. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me, Chris. Let's start off, get a little background. I know you have a you have a really great story. And in the intro to this episode, I kind of talk about what you do in your book and everything, which we'll get into. But um, let's see how you get there. You know, a lot of people, I think, have a story and they wonder, hey, how do I tell it? How do I help people okay. with it? And you did it. So I want to see how that happened. Well, you know, it's it's um it's a great story now that I'm on this side right. of it, Chris. <laughs> right, right. Let me just say that, you know, and and I say that to say um, that many of us are living the story that we're going to tell people about. We're living the story that we're going to share with others. Uh, and it might not be comfortable at all moments, uh, but it's when we get through the other side that we now have some, you know, substance. Uh, in 1994... I was broke and broken. I wasn't the woman that I am today. I look at my life today and I have the pleasure of sitting across from Oprah and beside Larry King and uh, a coach on the Steve Harvey show and on the Today Show and traveling the world and touching over 30 million people a year. And I'm just absolutely ecstatic over the top. I don't take one moment for granted because I'm that same woman who in 1994, I was broken, broken. In 1994, I was standing in 1993, I was standing in the government's assistance uh, line to have my baby in 1994. And um, and I, I needed help. I needed help to feed my son. I needed help to uh, clothe my son. I was on WIC, women, infant and children, free cheese, free milk, free pasta. Mm -hmm. I was grateful. I was ashamed 
that I had to stand in line every month that I had to stand in line. I was riddled with shame, mm-hmm. but I also was filled with gratitude. I mean, it was one of those. I don't know if you ever had one of those oxymoron moments where you're like embarrassed, but grateful. Like I'm embarrassed. I need to be here, but I'm grateful that you exist. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when my son was eight months old, I uh, I ran out of Pampers and I went to the ATM to get Pampers for him. And it said insufficient funds, eleven dollars and forty two cents. And I realized that I didn't have money to put Pampers on my son. Mm-hmm. I ended up having to wrap my son and a, a number of towels for two days. And on the second day, I remember putting my hand on my my son's stomach, little stomach, and I said, don't worry, Jelani, mommy will never be this broke again. Mm. And that was the day, Chris, when, uh, I, I'm not gonna say even the rubber met the road that day. Today, my butt hit, hit rock bottom. Mm. And that day I became bankrupt in any excuse. I became done with any playing small. I became, I became finished with being afraid to be great because I was finished with struggle. I was finished with my own chaos. And so if I was finished with my chaos, finished with uh, being in scarcity, then I had to be ready for something else. And so I began to go and crack books open. And I got to tell you, when I first started reading books, I would understand, I would say no more than 40% of the book that I read. But the 40% 40 that I understood, because I didn't come from a strong academician background Hmm. um, either. My highest grade in school was a C plus. In 12 years of school, my highest grade was a C plus. The last time I took an English class, I received a fail from my English teacher who said in front of the entire classroom that I was the weakest writer she'd ever met in her entire life. Wow. And at that same year, I took a speech class, and my speech teacher said, Lisa, I recommend you never speak in public, that you get a desk job. I don't recommend you be a speaker. Wow. And uh, so I didn't have this strong academic background to lean on, So, but I began to crack open these books and just try to decipher what felt like code. It felt like it was... It was abundance code or something, and I'm trying to decipher it. And it took me a long time, and I just kept applying baby steps. And I look up today, and I, I'm, this, I'm the humble and proud CEO of a multi-million-dollar company that two years ago um, introduced itself to Wall Street and went public. And so I look at that journey, and Abundance Now, the book, is simply the answer to the question I've been asked over 162 times, which was, how did you go? from welfare to Wall Street. Hmm. How did you do that? And so I, I said, you know, I can tell you, but if I tell you there's no there are no breadcrumbs that no breadcrumbs that you can look at, study and duplicate. And so the best gift I can give the world is to write a, a write the journey down and the how to steps and the action steps. And so this book is so much bigger than just a book. It's a movement. It's a way shower. It's a permission slip for that average or ordinary man or woman who wants to make some extraordinary changes in their lives, but they don't know how. I'm grateful. Well, I appreciate that. And it is. It's a powerful story. I'm sure one that a lot of people can identify with, maybe not to the depth or the despair that I'm sure you are in, but many can. Um, and even myself, like I have a I have a nine month old son right now. And I mm. always talk about the I don't I don't want to call it a burden. It's just the responsibility all of a sudden that I never felt before, you know, and, and, you know, financially, I'm okay. I'm not great. Um, but even so, you know, when, when that other thing is, is, requ- is, is dependent upon you, it adds a level of 
responsibility and stress and fear and worry and all the things I'm sure were going through your mind at that moment. Yeah. And, you know, um, to, to your point, everyone has their story. Mm -hmm. And just to make sure I'm very clear um, with anyone listening, your your story does not have to be riddled with pain and saga and drama and sure. chaos. And because yeah. if I could trade mine in for another one, I would trade mine <laughs> in. Um, but I also understand that who I am today is a culmination of the experiences I had and me tapping into my human spirit to get through it, to climb over the challenge, to go through the hard time, to go under the the doubt and the worry and to go around the fear like some, by, by, by one way or another, I was going to get to the other side of this uncomfortable moment. And so you may not have had my background and I'm not wishing mine on you. And sure, I'm not, sure. nor am I saying, not, nor am I saying to anyone listening, you have to have that. And I've heard this before, Chris, people say, well, I haven't had a, a hard time. Am I, can I be absolutely your depth does not determine your height, hmm. your, 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 your human spirit, the command that you put on your life and the action that you get into are the only things that determine your altitude, the command that you put on your life and the level of action that you're willing to get into. So your background is not a set back for where you're going to go, nor is it necessarily a set up for where you're going to go. It's simply the backstory that you get to reach back into and pull life lessons from. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's interesting because I'm definitely a student of success. You know, I've been doing the podcast for a while, so I, I, I love learning about this stuff. You do find that a lot of self-made people come from, yes. they, they yes. have their issues. And yeah. what I've realized, and you know, I've looked into this a lot, it's, it's oftentimes, look, you need that motivating factor. If life's yes. always easy, it's right. you're not going to work right. hard. And this right. is hard work. I'm right. sure you can right. attest to it. You have to have been really hungry to appreciate a good meal. Yeah, there you go. I like and, that. And, 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 and when I say... Um, a good meal. A good meal is the freedom of vacation. A good meal is the freedom of finances. A good meal. So you have to have been hungry, meaning you have to have been in some form of lack. Something wasn't around. Now, mind you, there are people who are going to listen to this who may not have been in financial lack, but you've been in emotional healthiness lack, mm -hmm. or you've been in health lack, mm -hmm. or you've been in spiritual awareness lack, and now you understand and value what those things mean more than anything. Abundance is about being in overflow. That's the whole thing about abundance is about being in an overflow, not just financially. So one of the biggest myths that we have is that abundance is singularly focused about possessions and money. Well, that's not abundance. Uh, that doesn't determine abundance. That determines wealth. So wealth is about possessions and finances. Abundance is a 360 experience. Again, abundance is a 360 experience and it has everything to do with four key areas of your life. One, it has to do with your relationships. Abundant relationships are relationships that live in overflow. Relationships who are, that are full and they serve you. Relationships that give you what you need and you get out of it what, what and you give them what they need. So abundant relationships is one category. Abundant spirituality is another that you have the capacity to release. On days like this, Chris, oh, you go to surrender and you say, use me. I'm being obedient. I'm being obedient to the assignment on my life. Use me. Take the stress away from me. You're able to let go sooner, quicker, faster, forgive sooner, quicker, faster, um, have greater compassion for people when you're inside of your spirituality. And it's that thing that just whispers to 
us. So we have to be mindful not to get too busy being busy, being busy, that we're, we aren't growing our spiritual muscle. And then the third area is of abundance. So there's first relationship abundance, spiritual abundance, and then there's health abundance. And when I say health abundance, I don't mean being, you know, having a, um, having a, uh, you know, a super mega body, uh, as a man or as a woman, though, that's always a nice. I was going to say, that'd be nice. I wouldn't mind. Listen, if I can order one on Google, I'm going to order mine. <laughs> um, and, but, but it, but it truly more than anything means your health and the quality of your health is in alignment with your life's purpose. That your health, um, will only accelerate and support your life's purpose from coming through you and that your health will not impede you from doing it. So many people who want to do something in their heart, but they can't do it because their physical body can't handle it. So uh, abundant health is that your physical body is in alignment with the purpose that you have on your life and can help you to fulfill it. And then the final area of abundance of the four areas of abundance is financial abundance. So while finance isn't everything, finance is a part of it. And to recognize that money is not the end all. Money is not the end result. Money isn't the finish line. Money is a team member. Money is a tool. Money is an advocate. And money is the opportunity to purchase the freedom and the memories that you want. And so when you have that mental shift about money and you stop making it everything and giving the money all the energy, you recognize that you really can create more, generate more, attract more, save it more and grow it more. Uh, and so anyway, abundance is a 360 experience that covers four key and critical areas of your life, your relationships, your health, your finances and your spirituality. And once you get that, that's when you really start intentionally, not accidentally, but intentionally creating an abundant life experience. Well, thank you for that. And I I actually did want to go through those four areas because I found those um, in doing research about it, but there's so many things I, I I told you, these just come to me as we're talking. So I want to go through them. We'll see how far we get. The first thing I heard you mention, you didn't want to be afraid to be great. And I know you used the line, you know, I didn't want to play small. And I had to, you can probably hear me look away from the microphone because I have the quote. There's a Maya Angelou quote I'm sure you're aware of about, you know, who are you to play small in this world? The first time I heard it, it, it sounded really good. It felt really good, right? And it was like, you are meant to be, you know, great and all this. And I felt that, but... It hasn't, even though I want it to resonate, it hasn't, you know, the afraid to be great. It hasn't because I feel like, look, I'm not afraid. I want to be, but I'm not yet. And so I'm wondering what the difference is or, 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 you know, how you realize, well, you might be holding yourself back more than you know. Right. Right. Well, you know, I appreciate that question, Chris, because, um, you are not where you were 10 years ago. Very much so. Yeah. Um, Um, But what you are doing more than anything, which is what a lot of us do, is you're looking at the very long to do list on where what do you need to do to get to where you want to be. And what I would encourage you and anyone listening who who really deals with the same thing is why don't you take a moment and make two lists, make one list, everything 10 years and older in one year, everything from current to to nine years ago and title it your to done list. T-A-D-O-N-E, your to-done list instead of your to-do list. And I want you to make the list and and, and on your to-done list 10 years ago and older, do all the old things that you have completed that you're pretty proud of. Then on your to-done list, one to current to nine years ago, make all the recent things that you've done, including I got married to a beautiful woman. I started these podcasts. Oftentimes we don't stop and celebrate what we've done enough. Mm. We don't look at it enough, especially when we're humble. 
especially when we, you know, we don't, we don't, our egos don't lead us. Uh, we're not tooting our own horn. A lot of times we're so adamant and mindful about not tooting our own horns that we forget to celebrate and ring the bell. Mm-hmm. We forget to do that. And so then, then we don't see our, the flickers of our light shining. Your light is trying to shine and show you just how brightly, just how bright you play. And, um, and so there is a, there is a need to own your greatness, not just know it, but to own it because it's going to be the thing that gives you the courage to take bigger leaps. You have to, I like you, that's you have, great, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you have to use it as your fuel because as long as you think it's going to impede on you, distract you, make you arrogant or difficult to be around or all those negative associations we have with celebrating ourselves and owning our greatness and looking at and embracing your brilliance, you know, as long as we are not sure what it will do for us, we have a tendency not to do it. Uh, when in fact, in order for me to play big in the next season, I need to completely recognize, celebrate, and acknowledge who I've been in the last season and who I am in this current season. I need to see all things great about me, and I need to see all the lessons that I need to learn. Hmm. And so you need to see all of it. We're so quick to go immediately, immediately to where can I improve? Where can I improve? Well, here's what I recommend. Um, if you're going to look at anything you can improve, you have to look at it, you have to look at it secondly. Um, but first, you have to look at what did you do right? So I have this thing that's in the book called, and it's in chapter two, and I talk primarily about giving yourself permission to fail. And a lot of times we're so afraid of failing that we never really take a leap to soar because you don't want to, you're trying to avoid failure. You will be amazed at how many successful people are living a life working to avoid failure, avoid bankruptcy, avoid breaking up, avoid not having money, avoid, they're just, they're avoiding. But because we're big players and because your 70%, Chris, is someone else's 159%, hmm. you, you can get away with playing at 70% and your 70% is just, it's because you're playing cautious. You're, 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 because your brain is designed to protect you. So your brain is going to keep you playing cautious when your heart, your passion, your intuition, your human spirit, all that stuff wants you to run, soar, leap. But your brain will go, wait, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. We're not, we're not sure about this. Chris, the last time you did this, remember this happens because your brain can only go back in the file cabinets and pull old experiences out, bring them up in front of you and go, wait a minute, wait, 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 cautious. Where's your heart, your passion, your core, your intuition? It's trying to pull you forward. And so you have to do a delicate dance. And one of the things that you can do to really take big leaps, you and anyone listening, is to give yourself permission to fail. How big would you leap? How big would you play? No, I'm not saying be irresponsible. I'm saying do a strategy, make a plan, create timelines, do action steps, create micro wins, create uh, deliverable dates, all those things that have everything to do with setting you up to succeed. And then take the leap. And then, so be responsible with how you plan and prep, but then take the leap. Because when you don't give yourself permission to fail, you actually take away your permission to fly. And now a quick word from this week's sponsor. Today's sponsor is Casper Mattresses, obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. And now you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash smart and using offer code SMART. Listen, you spend about a third of your life sleeping. Let's make sure you're doing it on a good mattress. Casper brings together two comfy technologies 
for better nights and brighter days. Latex foam and memory foam. So they've got just the right sink, just the right bounce, no matter how you sleep. They've got a risk-free trial and return policy. They'll deliver it straight to you. You can try it for 100 days, and if you're not happy, they'll pick it back up. If you head to a mattress store, maybe you'll get a minute to try their mattresses, but with Casper, you'll actually get to sleep on it. It's $500 for a twin-sized mattress and $950 for a king-sized mattress. Comparing that to industry averages, that's an outstanding price point. Listen up. I absolutely love Casper. Not only do they sell amazing mattresses, but they also have fantastic pillows and sheets. The pillows I bought from Casper have absolutely changed my life. Smart People podcast listeners will get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com smart and using our offer code SMART. That's casper.com smart and offer code SMART. Terms and conditions apply. And now back to the episode. All right, I gotta admit, I am extremely impressed. Not that, not that my, <laughs> not that me saying that me, you know, it is what it is. I'm just one person, but you know, I've, ta- I'm a student of this. I've talked to a ton of people. I've read a bunch of stuff, you know. And what, what resonates for me is that you can say, you can put a tagline out there. I want <laughs> you to have abundance. You can say. You uh, give permission to fail. I I wrote an article a while ago about failure and it's glory. You know, people are glorifying it, but you don't oftentimes hear the, um, the, the detail uh, behind it. And yes, from those that can provide the detail in a way that you just did in a way that I know is true, because you not only took words out of my mouth and thoughts out of my head, Mm -hmm. but also Mm -hmm. things people have said. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this because you know what you're talking about. I just, yeah. I'm sure you know that, but I, mm-hmm. just thank you and great, great stuff. You're I, I got to know, though. I mean, look, you admittedly didn't come from the most nurturing environment. You know, I don't know all of your background, but it's... <sighs> It's really scary to do those things. I mean, look, there's so many thoughts going on in people's heads, right? It's, um, you know, I'm not good enough to do that. Uh, who am I to do it? There's so many people in the world. Why do they want to hear from me? Uh, what are my friends going to think? Uh, you know, how am I going to make a living doing this? All these things. And I know people sure. think them because I think them and everybody does. How does somebody like yourself do it? Because when you can do it, I feel like, well, if anybody we come, can do exa- it. if we come from anybody a little bit can. more circumstance, you know what I mean? Well, here's the deal. See, your circumstance don't define your courage. Mm. See, I had a little more courage than some people came who came from a lot more circumstance. Yeah, more courage than me. I'll more, tell you that. <laughs> they had, had a lot more resources. See, yeah. I was hungry. I was willing to risk it all to gain it all. You said it's scary. And I'm going to call, you know, I, I, you, if it. you read about me or, you know, I'm going to call you to the carpet. Do it. So why are we waiting to stop being afraid to take a leap? Leap with your knees knocking and your teeth freaking chaffering. <laughs> like we wait around, like put your hands in the air and kind of rock back and forth. Kind of like the little girls look when they're about to jump into a game of double dutch. You know how they have their hands up and they're <laughs> rocking do. back and forth like I'm about to jump in. And we sit like that for two years, four years, five years. And here's the deal, Chris. You can rock like that and still be impressing a lot of people with the things that you're doing on the sidelines because we're impressive. You have to watch out for yourself when you're brilliant. Like you, this is smart people, smart mm-hmm. people, us smart people have to watch out for ourselves because even your excuses are sexy. 
<laughs> my excuses freaking have Zorowski crystals on them. Yeah. So I got to watch out. I got to watch it myself. So, so when you look at it and go, what am I waiting on? Oh, I'm waiting to not feel as scared. Okay, great. What replaces fear is information. Don't just wait for the fear to dissipate. Go get the information. And, and I, I write this in chapter two. Make your decisions based on logic, information, not emotion. Mm-hmm. Make your decision to leap based on information and knowledge, not emotion, not longing. Make your decision to stay based on information and logic, not emotion. Can I ask you so, a question on that? Yeah, absolutely. So like if, if you were to go back to when you were first starting, and I don't know how the whole path went, but if somebody were to say to you, well, the logic would say you will not succeed. You will not be a CEO of a multimillion dollar company, right? Like, lo- I guess, logically, how do you right. refute that? Or how do you look? Because there's, there's something rare about that, right? Well, here. Right. There is. There, there is. I mean, I, the, the more I add stuff to the list of what I've done, the more rare I realize that it is. <laughs> yeah. However, um, in, the, in the beginning, I didn't seek to be. And this brings up another point that I, I, I love to teach on is my macro win wasn't I didn't just keep focusing on the macro win of being the CEO of a multimillion dollar publicly held company. That was overwhelming and daunting for me to look at. But what I did was I made twenty five micro wins. Mm -hmm. Now here's the key, Chris, here's the key is that I focus on my micro wins, meaning small, palatable, digestible wins. And for me, my wins were every year I want to grow my business double digits. So a minimal of 10%, a minimal of 10% every year I want to grow my business double digits so that I can just, now when I started that, I was, I was at $72,000 a year Mm -hmm. when I started that back in 2003. And every year I grew my company double digits. Some years it was 12% I grew it. Other years it was 78% that I grew my company. Mm. And so, um, and then some years it hit 158% where I grew my company. Um, but it, the minimum was double digits. And so I got to running a multi-million dollar business at one double digit annual goal at a time. Mm. So my point is have a macro goal but chop it down into micro wins and then focus on the micro win. And your macro win should be way out there and it should scare the bejeebies out of you. If, <laughs> if your macro win don't scare you, then you are not dreaming big enough. Yeah. But it needs to be realistic. It needs to be rooted in real actionable steps. When you set a goal, immediately don't uh-huh. move until you set up all the action steps. And if the action steps don't feel as if they're going to get you to that goal, do yourself a favor and set another goal that's attainable. Because, Chris, every time you set a goal and you don't achieve it, you you lose just a little bit of faith in yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Let's let's and it's fantastic. Let's talk about how to set these, not just the goals. Um, we don't even need to get into that because I think people are actually pretty decent at goal setting, but they don't know that's as far as they get. I love the, let's set action steps. You said something earlier about be intentional and what I'm gathering and, you know, tell me where I'm wrong is that it's like, it's easy to say, look, I'm smart. I'm going to run a company or I'm going to be a speaker or whatever it is. And then you say, I think I have some ways of doing it. That's not being intentional. It's being emotional a little bit. How, how, what's the different way of going about it? Cause I'm awful at planning. I'm real bad. So I'm hoping you can help me out a little bit. Well, well, one of the things is you just did it to recognize 
here's the muscle that's in atrophy. <laughs> I'm a great visionary. <laughs> I'm a great dreamer. I'm a great creator, but I'm a, I suck at implementation. Yep. <laughs> so like just to understand that. Then the, the next thing you do, Chris, is go get someone who is less of a dreamer, but they're a great implementer. Mm. Like re- recognize where, how far you can take your own self and when it's time to have help. Here's where the ego or ladies, the she-go. <laughs> I like that. Here, we have our own. We have our own. <laughs> Here, here's where the eagle or the she-go will slowly kill away your dream. Because you keep trying to do something that you don't do well. And you're doing it by yourself versus raising your hand going, I need someone stronger at this than me. I need someone to show me how to do it. Now, I used to have someone in my life who constantly helped me. I would set the dream and they would go, okay, here are the two. And they loved it. They did. Well, I have someone who did, did it for free. I had a coach that I invested in. I had a mentor that, that did it periodically. I just, I've, I had adopted many people over the years. It was their strength. And they wanted to show me the way that I got them to be excited about showing me was one, I was coachable. I I checked my ego at the door. Number two, I implemented everything they said. When they gave me an assignment, I had no excuses. These are the things that stop people from growing because they either their ego won't allow them to be students. uh, They don't follow through. You won't follow through and do the action steps when someone tells you what to do. You don't want to do it because it's not a muscle that's strengthened for you. So you're like, "Ah, I'm really not good at that. (laughs) Well, how do you get good at it? You freaking keep doing it. You build that muscle. And so I didn't come into this business as a CEO. I came into this business as a gifted orator. Like I would, that's my gift. That's what God blessed me with the ability to communicate enroll, and inspire people. That's my gift. Everything after that I had to learn CEO, marketing, strategist, you know, implementation. I'm a visionary, just like you. I'm not an implementer and I'm not a strategist. Historically, now I am because I developed the muscle. So are you willing? The question is, are you willing to hear the things you don't want to hear? Are you willing to do the things you don't want to do so you can be the man that you've always known yourself to be? It comes down to that Mm. bottom line. Bottom line comes down to everything you want is on the other side of your comfort zone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I And I wholeheartedly believe in that. I've always said that the things that scare you, because fear played a big role in my life, and the things that scare you are usually the things telling you you're in the right direction. But, yes. But man, yes. they make it yes. difficult. Well, and, and on that, I heard in a video that I watched with you, you said, you know, I'm going to stop asking for permission and I'm going to give notice. And, uh, you know, yeah. Oh, right. Just get, like I've never heard the give notice thing. I've heard it. I've heard that kind of sentence in different ways. And I'm sure a lot of people have. I mean, the first thing is a lot of things have been said, but the way you explain it goes further. Right. It's not just a tagline for you. So how do we stop asking for permission? And, and even what does that mean? Because there's a lot of people, I think, that don't even realize they're doing it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I love this question. <laughs> so, so we do, we're unconsciously asking for permission. So it's almost like, and I'm going to give you several versions because I love painting what I call 360 pictures. So everyone gets picked up. No one gets left behind. It's almost like you have your hand on your, on a dial and this dial is your light. It's, it's the light that you walk through life with and you have your hand on this dial. And when you walk in a room, you have your hand on the dial and you're turning the dial called your light up or down based on how the room can handle you. 
based on how they can embrace your light. So if it's a very solemn room, you know, you turn your light down. If it's a very mm. negative room, you turn your light down. If it's a room where everyone's playing full out and they're living their dreams, you can you let your light stay up. You don't turn it down at all. So your light starts every day bright. It starts every day bright. And then we begin to turn it down accordingly. Then what happens is you begin to unconsciously turn it down so much that you don't know how to turn your light back up. Somewhere along your childhood, because that fourth, look at us, look at a three-year-old, watch your baby yes. as your baby grows. Look at a three-year-old, look at a two-year-old, they're free yeah. because they're, they're playing in 159% light. They don't know to turn the dial down. It's not until you get in school, it's not until you get a little older, you get in an elementary and someone teases you, someone makes fun of you, and then you literally put your little hand out and you start monitoring the dial called your bright light. And then what happens is what hurts my heart is at some point you don't even know how to reach the dial anymore. You turned it down to 29 watts. It started at 159 watts and you don't even know where to get it. It's so covered with stuff. And so asking permission uh, is what we do when we try to assimilate to a room versus showing up and giving them the uniqueness of us. It's what we do when we're more caught up. When you're more caught up in the perception of what someone else thinks about you, then you are committed to the truth that you know about yourself. I'm going to say that again, because that's a, if you walk away with nothing else, that when you, when you're dimming your light, it's when you've gotten more, um, you've gotten more enrolled, you've gotten more influenced by other people's perception of you. You're trying to manage other people's perception of you more than you're standing in your own truth. My grandmother used to say, baby, she starts every sentence with baby, baby, (laughs) baby, other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. That's why it's in their head. Okay, okay, okay. We're pausing here because I will say again, one of the one of the things people have to do is take a real inventory of themselves. I, I, and the show's not about me. It's just that people identify a lot with the type of things I mention because I'm I'm really honest and open. Um, I definitely care for some odd reason about other people's perceptions. No matter how much I try not to, it's just it's built in me. It's been there since I don't even know why. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So so I'm I'm literally saying like I'm opening it up to you. How, how do you, cause everybody has that, I think to some degree, how do you manage that? How do you deal with it? How do you Absolutely. be okay with it? Because we're a society of tribes and groups. So obviously in some fashion, you want to have that, but, Absolutely. but it holds me back and I know it holds people back. So how do you deal with that? Um, cause there's a, there's a wonderful blend and harmony that, 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 that should live in that experience that you are still working to acquire. Meaning that other people's perception of you, you care about. But when other people's perception of you start influencing your, the way you show up, that's mm. when it's gone too much. That's when, that's, you know, everything that we have, um, water, vegetables, fruit, everything has a point where it goes, okay, now it's not good for you. Mm. Now it's not because there's so much of it. So other people's perception are great, but they have to be the added ingredients, not the main ingredients of what influences you to show up. Mm. So for me, I'm committed to dancing by my own beat, showing up, doing, showing my light and then discover a relay with you that where who I am plays with who you are. But what you wanted when we did this interview, we started it. You wanted Lisa to show up more committed to my stand in the world and then to find the dance with Chris. Hopefully by the end of this interview, you love me. <laughs> and, 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 however, here's the hard part that you got to focus on. 
that you go, I'm going to give you everything to love me, but I'm going to give it to you in my truth. I'm going to stand in my authenticity and I'm going to give you me and I'm going to hope you love me. And if you don't, the gift I gave you was that I stood in my truth in front of you. Mm. So it's not in a dismissive way. It's not in a disregarding way. See, we have, our ego calls us to believe that if I say, listen, I'm not going to I'm not going to ask for permission to do me. I'm going to give notice. All of a sudden we go to confrontation. No, no, no. It's not confrontational. It's a, it's actually celebrating because if I get if you get you're a way shower that God gave you this mic, he gave you this podcast, he gave you this platform as a way shower and you drive it and you live in it from a, a place of responsibility, Chris, a space of conviction, a space of divine assignment. Then all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, let me that small stuff is small. Let me let me let me take the elevator up here to, you mm. know, no floor 48. And let me realize that I care about what you think about me. But what's greater than your perception of me is the assignment on my life is the what I am here to do, the fingerprint that I want to leave the story. I want my child, my children's children to talk about great granddad mm. like that. Is critical. See, your lifespan is just a moment in time. You may be here 95 years, 105 years, but your legacy could be timeless and endless. And you're writing your legacy right now. And so you can't take a moment for granted. Like, like every day you're writing your legacy and every day you want to write the best part of the legacy. You don't want, you don't want to take three years off until you figure out how to not be consumed with other people's opinion of you. Like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, when you look at it like that, it sounds crazy, right? Like, hold on. Hold on. I don't know if I have three years. So let me live today in my authentic truth, celebrating my greatness, embracing my imperfections, showing compassion to others and loving uncontrollably, forgiving the perceivably unforgivable, just in case my child is looking at me and wants to tell the story about me. And you know what? Out of all that, because it's like, I mean, this is one of those episodes you go listen to five times. But the the thing that just I almost feel the sigh of relief is like, look, you show up as you. You say, this is me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be everything I can for you in this moment, for me in this moment. And then I'm going to leave it there. Do with it what you what you want. And you know what happens is when you do that in the right light, it's not dismissive to anyone as much yeah. as it is. Wow. They go, wow, I, I want to stand in that kind of <laughs> I want to stand in that kind of. And so let me let me make sure I pick up this piece on when you give notice, because I want to define uh, yes. giving notice. When you give notice, there's there's no declaration. Here's one way. Um, that I've, I've had people give notice. I've had people call a family meeting and when they call the family meeting, they say, I need to apologize to all of you. So can we meet on Thursday at 4 p.m.? Does that work for everyone? Um, and, and you don't do it for that night. You don't, you don't do it for the next day. You give them about two or three days because it makes it seem more important. And you say, I want to apologize to you guys because everyone's going to show up on time, Chris, for your apology. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they might not show up for a, a family meeting where you have an announcement, but they will show up on time to hear your apology. It's just the way we're wired. And when you um, when you uh, start the conversation, you say, I want to apologize to you. I I have a coach in my life and uh, and she reminded me that I've, I've been doing some things that require an, apo an apology. And the apology that I owe you is that I have made you think that I can I can do everything. It, this is not about you and what you've done. This is about the relationship that I've set up. So first, when you when you give notice, it has to start with owning where you've been. So you can't just give notice out of nowhere. It doesn't fall. It doesn't land correct. You first have to own what you haven't been doing. So 
take uh, giving notice and standing in your power starts with sitting in your humility. And so you apologize and say, listen, I apologize. Uh, I've been making everyone think I made you think that I don't need help. I don't need help, that I don't need rest or whatever the authentic apology is. I, I apologize to you because I've made you think that I can handle everything. I, I, I don't reach out and let you know that I'm hurting or that I'm scared or that I'm figuring it out. I keep it all in and I don't give you the space, permission, the opportunity to co-create with me. I owe you an apology because I don't ask for rest as much as I need rest. I make you think I'm a superhero and I have an S on my chest. Well, I just got to tell you that this S on my chest washes off every night and I put it back on every morning with Crayola. Hmm, hmm. Um, I owe you an apology because when you've asked to support me, I've denied your support, taking away your gift of service to me, taking away our gift of connection and taking away my gift of being supported. I, I, I took three gifts away just in saying no to you. So what I've learned from my coach is one, I need to apologize and I need to own that. And then two, I'd like to just give notice that I am going to, from this day forward, I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to let you know that I love hearing thank you. And I love being acknowledged because another thing I need to apologize for is I made you think that I don't need to hear the word thank you and that it doesn't matter to me. This is my responsibility. I take responsibility for it. I'm not blaming anything on you. I've set this experience up. So I, I want to give notice that I'm going to take rest. I'm going to ask you to support me to take rest. I'm going to remind you that I love to hear thank you. And I'm going to be super grateful when you say thank you to me. Uh, I'm going to take bigger risk and I'm going to play bigger than I've played before so that I can see something I haven't seen before. Now, if any time I slide back, here's the power part. Here's the, here's the power part, Chris. If any time I slide back into my old behaviors, I'm not showing that I need your support are showing that I need to hear thank you, are showing that I need to be acknowledged, please remind me. Hmm. You talk about a game changer in relationships. You part the you part the Red Sea for yourself in your humility. It's so interesting that you say that. I, I mean, I, I, I kind of, as you were going through it, I, I played that out in my mind, right? And I can just imagine standing in front of, you know, not just family, but friends. You know, I'm a 32-year-old guy. I played sports my whole life, right? Have some guys sitting there. And I think at first they'd be like, what the heck is this dude it's talking going. about, And you right? want them to. And you want them to. You want it to be so different. It's a hiccup in the moment. Yeah, because then I can see at the end you walk out and it's like, all right, he's about to do some cool shit. Like, right, 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 right. I don't know where we're going here, but I'm putting on my seatbelt. Yeah. Y'all ain't leaving me behind. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. fantastic. Isn't that great? It is. It is. I mean, Lisa, I love it. Lisa, I, I honestly, I truly appreciate your time. This has been an incredible conversation. I cannot wait to share it with our, our community and our world. The, the book is Abundance Now, Amplify Your Life and Achieve Prosperity Today. And there's also, before I hit the record button, you were telling me about some amazing things that you're offering. And I want to... Uh, Radical. Yes. Please Radical. Tell, our, tell our audience Radical. about that. Yeah. Well, my life changed with two things. My life changed when I picked up the right book. I'm not... I'm not... I, that's not a slogan to get you to buy my book at all. At 25... I picked up Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, <laughs> cracked me open, cracked my world open, rocked my world. And the, that was the first thing I did was to pick up a book that showed me what I didn't see. So I'm going to invite you guys to pick up Abundance Now. Though you may know a lot in that book, there's a lot that's going to be new to you. And I think it's going to be juicy. And even if it's not new, it's just said in a way that you can, that, that, that that's palatable for you. And even if it's even not just the palatable, it's the timing of life now for you. So one, pick up the book. And second thing is... I um, 
I'm doing a live training and a live workshop to bring the conversation, the concepts, the breakthroughs uh, live, but I'm doing it differently. I've invested over $210,000 to deliver two workshops for over 2,500 people for absolutely free. Yes, free. Meaning if you bring the book, your, your job is to purchase the book. I just want to get the book, the knowledge in your hand. You can use the book as your ticket. So if you go to join Lisa free.com again that's join lisa free.com then you'll see the places that'll be free and keep checking because i'm going to be in atlanta in february i'm going to be in um chicago in april and we're going to be back in dc in march and so and they're they're free you're gonna be in dc i'm gonna be in dc well i'll tell you what i will see you there listen i'm gonna wait till your sun come out i'm gonna wait till (laughs) some of that snow melt and then i'm gonna come to dc for some, to create some breakthroughs and transformation and chris i am going to look for you i will be there i'm don't even don't even get it right. wrong i'll be there i'm gonna come up to you and i'll shake your hand and then i'm gonna hug you i yes. don't know if you get awkward with it but i'm gonna wrap my arms around you like a big sister i do not Squeeze so i'm good Squeeze with you that <laughs> that's fantastic Wonderful. and so it's it's what's the website one more time Join Lisa Free. Join Lisa Free. Dot com. Yeah, real easy. Join Lisa Free. Dot com. And the book is Abundance Now. We'll link to both of those on smartpeoplepodcast.com. I know you got a busy schedule, so I'm going to let you get to it. But thank you so much for your time and for your message. And I look forward to uh, meeting you in person. I look forward to it as well. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being the gift that you are to the planet. It's exciting. Thank you, Lisa. Have a great day. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Lisa Nichols. You can find her book, Abundance Now, Amplify Your Life and Achieve Prosperity Today at your local bookstore or on Amazon. And if you do decide to purchase through Amazon, head over to smartpeoplepodcast.com slash Amazon to take advantage of our Amazon affiliate link, which gives us a nice little kickback at no extra cost to you. As Lisa mentioned on the episode, you can attend her Abundance Now Live event by going to joinlisafree.com. That's joinlisafree.com. Whether you're a first-time listener, a long-time listener, we wanted to say thank you for sticking around with Smart People Podcast. I ask that you head over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a rating and review over there. It helps us get a nice spot on the podcast charts over on iTunes. We thank you in advance for that. Don't forget to head over to smartpeoplepodcast.com, sign up for the newsletter, see everything going on. We've got some great episodes coming up, and we'll see you all next week. Don't forget about our amazing sponsor, Casper Mattress. You can get $50 off your next mattress purchase by going to casper.com smart and using offer code SMART. <laughs>